What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Musig. Good morning, everyone from Seattle, Washington. It's uh, 10 o'clock here, and I know folks are listening from all over the world. So, thanks and welcome. This morning, I've got I think a pretty hot show. I've heard from a lot of consultants that it is really difficult to charge a decent rate, to negotiate contracts and hang on to their pricing, to stand up when uh, when our clients say, you know, that costs too much and essentially we're not worth it. And there are a thousand ways they do that from body language to not signing contracts to just really giving you guff. You know, is it really worth all of that? We're going to talk about that today. So if you're an independent consultant moving from consultancy to, excuse me, from uh, independent consultant to consultancy, which means a company or any kind of corporate structure, this show is for you. This morning, uh, actually not this morning, it was about two days ago, I received an invitation to do an interview with some folks in Brazil. And they asked me the following questions. It said, a very common challenge in our market is to know how much an SEO project should cost. You could fill in the blank, any project should cost. How do you set the price for a project? Was there a day when you noticed that you should raise prices? And if so, how did you say that to your clients? And then after that, there was a question that talked about the difficulty of establishing your value with the client. So I took those two messages and I thought about this show. When I was moving from an independent consultant to becoming a corporation, I had a lot of folks sending me contracts that were independent consulting contracts. It said that everything I created for them belonged to the other company. Uh, I don't know how many of you are independent consultants listening in here and how many of you have actually read those contracts that other folks send you when it's time to do the job or whether you just kind of sign off and go. If I were you, I'd start reading them really carefully, even if you never move to a corporate structure and continue to work as independent consultant. So here we go. What they say is everything you create 
in the service of their project belongs to them, the company. Everything that you, uh, every idea you have that is applicable to their project that you present to them becomes their uh, intellectual property. Uh, anything that you create for them is theirs. That's the only one of the three that I think that is appropriate. Certainly, as consultants, and especially if you're in search marketing or in traditional marketing or in any kind of uh, service in which you're doing business consulting services, you're going to have a number of template pieces, the best practices, the uh, standard format of stuff that you will do for every client. You can't give it to the other client. They don't really get that when they send you such a contract as an independent consultant. They are written, these independent consultant contracts, for people who would come into an office and work for them as if they were, say, um, an engineer, a piping engineer, an old systems or electrical engineer, something like that, would sit down at a desk in a pool of desks as a temporary helper. And this person would create stuff for that company. And if he came up with some good idea, it belonged to the company because he was working for them during the time that he made it. Cool. Not applicable to independent consultants today. Well, in most instances, if you're not working inside the customer's office, if you're continuing to work completely as an independent consultant, which is what these little contracts say, you are an independent consultant and nothing shall be construed to make you an employee. They don't want you to be an employee. They don't want to pay all your benefits, and you don't want to become one. If you've signed that kind of a contract, you can't kind of have it both ways. But they are written so that the corporation hiring you kind of has it both ways. Make sure, one, that you edit that contract and you stand up for that. Indicate there are ideas, standards, best practices, elements that I will use in marketing that I have created that are used for all of my clients and you as my independent client choose to use my services because of these things that are proprietary to my company. Begin to say, my company, not to me. <clears throat> the second thing to note is that as you begin to discuss contractual issues with a client, it becomes adversarial. This is where most people have a real problem in negotiations. So, we're going to talk a little bit about how you develop a contract so that you are on the same side of the table as the customer, looking for the same ROI as the customer, and you don't have discussions of yes or no, but rather column A or column B, what would I like to choose? They've already gotten past yes or no, they're going to get to yes right away, and they are only choosing which options to take advantage of. So... As you begin with a contract uh, or even a proposal for a client, for one thing, proposals should be contracts. It's okay to put something in proposal format when they say so, but essentially your proposal becomes the scope of work of the contract that you're going to give them. Make that clear in the beginning. Tell them, well, I have a contract. What I will provide for you in the bid is the scope, of con uh, the scope of services. It will include everything I'm going to do for you, those elements of what I create that you will own, the delivery schedule, and a payment schedule. That becomes the unique portion of the contracts that you create. The standard or template portions of the contract talk about which state you're going to uh, have jurisdiction 
uh, over this, will have jurisdiction over the contract. And by the way, that's always your state. We'll get into that in a moment. Um, which uh, elements of, of work you're providing, um, you know, per you know, date of this contract, it begins here and when it ends and uh, similar kinds of things. All the standards that go into a contract, what you do in case of disputes and so on. And again, we'll get into that later. So as you create the proposal and you put down the elements that you're going to provide to your client, include very carefully all of the components that go into it and don't include the number of hours. Got that? You don't bid by the hour. Almost everyone who's an independent consultant begins by bidding by the hour. Often cons uh, the client likes to hear that or they ask it that way. It doesn't mean you have to respond that way. Or the client will say, well, how much is that going to cost me? Which means, what is the project price? That's the way you begin project pricing. Now, you can bump it up and do something with RevShare as well. In a minute, when we come back, we're going to discuss how to uh, do proposals with a project basis, how to incorporate RevShare pieces into it, and how to get the customer past the yes-no and into the A-B columns. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Hi, this is Joel Tom. I want to take a moment to tell you about a revolutionary new theme for WordPress that's going to change the way you make websites. It's called the Socrates theme, and it is the number one WordPress product on ClickBank. You can see it in action right now at SocratesTheme.com. The Socrates theme has a ton of options for customizing your site, but what really makes it stand out is the ability to monetize your site instantly just by entering your ClickBank or AdSense IDs right inside the theme. That's right, there's no plugins needed. Go check it out now at SocratesTheme.com. We're back with Jelly and Music the CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back. We're talking about how to manage client expectations, moving from become an independent consultant to becoming a corporate structure in which you are a consultancy, perhaps still one person, 
but you are considered by the guy who's hiring you as a company, not as an individual. The ways you begin to set up the corporate structure, which commands a higher price, greater respect, more independence, and a more of a feel of what people are really looking to become when they set out on their own, okay, begins with how you make proposals. When making a proposal, you want to get the customer past yes or no to column A or column B. Shall I choose this or shall I choose that? Therefore, when making proposals or quotes, always offer two to three options. The second takeaway today, or even actually the first, I guess, in the first third of this show, we talked about don't bid by the hour. Now, that's what you're showing the customer. We all bid by the hour. Every proposal on the face of the planet, if it's made by anybody with a half a brain running their own show, is bid by the hour. We understand that. The first thing you do is you figure out how many human hours are going to be involved here. Then you add on what the cost of the products are. Then we generally double our cost and hope we've covered our rear, right? How many of you heard that one? And then we make the bid. But seriously, folks, that's how it works. You figure that out, right? Wrong. The first thing you need to think about is, what is the value to the client? If you start bidding by what is the value to the client, it will rearrange how you do your business entirely. When you do things like, what does it cost me, how many hours does it take, or my staff, and what does it cost me in product and services that I have to hire and then purchase, just in order to make this thing, even adding in the overhead of what else I have to pay rent and so on and so forth, and uh, and how long is it going to take to collect? Only looking internal information. And to be perfectly honest, the client doesn't care and shouldn't care. The question is only what's the value to you. So, if you bid by taking a look at your client and saying, what is the value of what I'm about to produce to my client? If I go in there and speak for one hour to their team of developers and their team of developers improves their website processes, back end, who knows what, database, this, that, or the next thing, what will happen? Will they make a million bucks? Will they make a hundred bucks? Will they make a thousand? Something in between. That will tell you a number of things. And here's the hidden thing it's going to tell you. It's going to tell you whether you have the right client. So many folks, when they begin out uh, in business as independent consultants, will start by bottom fishing. Bottom fishing means finding clients who cannot afford other folks' services. And you figure, well, I'm going to start small. I'll go after the smallest clients who can't get served by others. I'll charge less. I'll make do. I'll create case studies. And I'll keep moving. Doesn't work, folks. There are clients and there are client wannabes. I want to be a client, but I can't afford it. The smaller the client, the more hand-holding you will provide, the less you will be paid, the more difficult it will be to collect that debt, the more trouble the client will give you about paying it, and the more grief you're going to have to listen to about how it costs so much, and it wasn't worth this, and they didn't get the other thing, and could you do just this as well, right? How many of you have heard that? I'll bet a whole lot of you have heard that. So that's the secret of what this kind of proposal is going to give you. What's it worth to the client? If it is worth an insufficient amount, the client cannot pay you more. It's why bottom fishers have to give you such grief about every penny they spend with you.
Now, assume that you went to a company for which your services would be pretty much the same. You'd go in and make the same speech with their dev team and this and that, and their dev team could do something with it, and away they would go, and it would be worth a million bucks. You just know that they would make a million bucks in six months, three months, one month, who knows? Depends on the size of the client, what they're doing, what you told them, whether they make those changes, and the value of that in increased business, reduced cost, whatever it is they're going to get. Figure that out, and you will really know your client. You will know which clients to bid. You will be looking for different clients, and you will get a much warmer welcome. Once you walk into a client saying, I'm going to offer you a proposal for a piece of work, it's going to be worth this amount of money to you. If you do this and they do that and the other thing happens, that's the amount of money you're going to save. Figure out what those metrics are. Figure out what those data points are. And you will have a very compelling argument for your client. And that's before you even talk to them about what it is you're going to do. So again, because I'm in marketing and now search marketing, we'll talk about that. So... To begin with, if you walked in and determined that the service you would provide is an improvement in a website, the data points you're after, the metrics you're looking for, are going to be data points that have um, ROI, increased number of visitors, increased number of sales, increased volume, of, excuse me, increased um, sales prices, uh, increased quantity per sale, all of those kinds of things. Then you can say to the customer, these are the things we're going to be tracking, and these are the things that you'll be needing to look at along the way. You'll need to get access to track it as well. They're using Google Analytics, pick up the Google Analytics account, or get yourself constant um, the uh, you know constant information from their analysts so that they can report back to you. Insist on those kinds of things so that you can get paid on a regular schedule. Provide payment schedules in your proposals and provide a column A or column B at least. Generally, if it's a complex piece, I'll even give them a column C. You can have a good, better, or best. Right? Sears did this kind of research for us back in 1903-05, whatever it was. Right? Good, better, best, sells real well, sits real well in the customer's heads. Let's do that on a regular basis. So don't bid by the hour so that the customer can see the cost per hour. All that's going to do is engender the, the probability, never mind the possibility, that they will be whittling you down per hour. Really, you're going to charge me 85 bucks an hour to do this? Really, you're going to charge me 150 bucks an hour to do this? That's outrageous. Okay, doesn't matter. You don't want that kind of client, and you don't want to hear that kind of stuff. So you tell them what the project is going to cost, and you tell it to them in terms of the value that they're going to receive from it. If you don't know those two pieces of metrics, you don't know if your customer is going to buy. When we get back, we'll be talking about some additional pieces of contractual work that help you establish your value with your customers. Again, this is Jillian Music, CEO Coach at WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. 
With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Every affiliate marketer wants to build their own empire. Lavish trips, new cars, fancy threads. You know, be the talk of the town. That's why I found my empire with Empire Media. They work around the clock to customize my campaign. They have the connections, the clout, and the custom offers to monetize my website at every move. My website is measured and monetized to the max thanks to Empire Media. Look up EmpireMedia.com, E-M-P-Y-R-E Media.com, and find out how fulfilling full-service affiliate marketing can be. Empire Media, reign over your competition. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the Ecom Experts. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, and welcome back. We were talking about a few things concerning contractual things and how to get your clients to see you as a corporation, not as an independent contractor, as if you were working inside their offices like an employee. So, one, don't let your clients see your cost per hour. That's internal information and actually none of their business. How come it's none of their business? Well, here's the deal. Suppose I could get a website for 5000 bucks. It would take three weeks, and it would be delivered to me along the way. I could approve this, that, and the next thing, and away it would go, and I'd get online. Um, I'd put my products on there, and I'd start selling. Suppose I could get exactly the same website, exactly the same quality, and I could do it in three days. I would have two weeks and four days more profit in my pocket. I would be making money that much sooner. So the question really is, why would I wait the three weeks? Why is three weeks more valuable? It isn't. I say the same thing about housekeeping. Housekeepers come in and they say it's 15 bucks an hour, it's 50 bucks an hour, it's 25 bucks an hour. Who knows? Who cares? I would rather pay more to have my house cleaned in one hour than pay less and have it cleaned in four hours. Why would I spend the other three hours with the noise of a vacuum cleaner and a this and a that and something else, right? I would rather clean it myself in one hour than in three hours or four hours. I would rather accomplish it that much more quickly. People who are efficient at what they do, whether it's housekeeping or web design or conversion page optimization, do it well. If they do it well, they do it faster. Here's something that's really telling, and I love this story. So if you've heard me speak in public, you've probably heard this one before. During the Second World War, there was a speech that had to be given by Winston Churchill. He was told he would have 
45 minutes for the speech. And he said, yes, that's fine. Put it on my calendar. Then somebody came back and said, I'm sorry, the queen needs to come here because she needs to leave there. So she's going to cut into this time. She can only speak at this point. You only have 35 minutes. He was not happy, but he said, okay. And then they said again, I'm sorry, you'll only have 25 minutes. You actually have to leave early and do something else and so on and so forth. He said, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I don't know my subject well enough. If you know your subject well enough, you can do it. You can do it fast and you can do it efficiently. So never give your cost per hour because it doesn't sit well with the customers and you know that if you do it well, you do it efficiently and you do it fast. Second thing, more than one option. Always offer at least two options and uh, for your proposals. Now, that gets people past yes or no. Now we're talking about A or B. So they know they need to do something about search engine optimization, PPC campaigns, uh, uh, conversion page optimization, whatever the heck it is. Okay, is. They've got to do something. The question is, what should they begin with? How quickly should they receive these products? And that depends on how much they can pay you at what speed. And that depends on the speed of ROI. That's why you offer several options. Here it is, full bore ahead, everybody go at the same time. You're going to see results, you're going to get this kind of ROI. These are the metrics we're going to track. All of that's great. Yes, well, we don't actually have that $50,000 to give you right up front. That's okay. We can start slower. You'll see profits slower, but it will help you to spread your costs more smoothly. Understand that the pain point for your customer is going to be cash flow management. It always is. Hey, it's with you too, right? So you'd love to have that $50,000 up front. They can't afford it. That's okay. You can do $10,000 per month for the next five months, assuming that that's the speed of delivery. So you can demonstrate to them several options. The speed of delivery at flow rate A, the speed of delivery at flow rate B. Don't offer them options where you just say, well, I'll give you just less. It doesn't work. It's not really less. It may end up being less in the end. They may never continue. If so, well, their loss as well as your financial loss, I get that. But really, you don't want to offer an opportunity to say, I don't need the big stuff. It's only how fast will you get this accomplished. This is not really a matter of do I want it. It's a matter of that's what the business needs, the third party, the business that your client owns needs. Your client doesn't need it. You don't need it. The business needs it. Are we going to give it to the business? How much are we going to give it? How much will we feed it? And what will we see in return? All right. So don't let your client see your cost per hour. Offer more than one option. And the options are based on the speed of delivery of the products. And the last piece is set the data points that are going to be tracked and the metrics that mean success. We talked about that just before the break. And what we're talking about now is if they've got the Google Analytics, you get yourself access to it. If they have some omniture, you get your access to it. If you can't have access to their reports, you have to insist on daily, weekly, whatever reports, you know, at every speed, whatever speed you need to get the metrics and report back to the customer. You don't have the metrics. You can never tell what it was worth to the customer. You can't prove to them the value of the work. All right. So now... Moving forward, we've got all of these four data points, and you're talking to a customer about the value of your work 
to the corporation what kind of things they're going to see in a very dispassionate voice. This is no longer a matter of whether you are worth it or you are not worth it. To establish your own value and to be worth whatever you're about to deliver is a different matter. The cost of the stuff is kind of a standard piece. That's what it costs to do that. Now the question is, would you like me to do it or someone else to do it? That's where you establish your value, right, as the provider of a service whose value is distinct from your own value, if you will. All right? Now the guy says, well, I can get that for less. Yes, one can always get anything for less. One can get clothing at all kinds of ranges, residences at all kinds of ranges. There are companies with all kinds of sizes. The question is, is it an appropriate match for the company that size that you're talking about? If you've been bottom fishing, you're going to be hearing that a lot. I can get it for less. If you hear that a lot, you probably have customers who are too small because they are only price-driven on the, the price for its own sake, if you will. Kind of like art for art's sake. Well, this is pennies for the sake of pennies. They're not really focused on the value of the product to their business's bottom line, right? Therefore, you need a higher quality customer. You don't have to go too far. You've been working with very small retailers or very small B2B. Just go one or two steps above, all right? Begin with this kind of a proposal, and the proposal you give them becomes your scope of work in your contract. You create the contract and give it to your customers. Do not accept those independent contractor customer contracts when they come to you, right? If they insist they must have their contract coming to you, you read it with a fine-tooth comb and you cut out any pieces that say they own your intellectual property and you send back a note that indicates that's fine, I understand that, but this part I could not sign to. Obviously, I'm a corporation as well and the corporate proprietary information and knowledge that we use must remain with our company. It can be a royal we. It could be just you. But it will remain with your company, not with theirs. Put your foot down. If they walk, they walk. It's okay. Trust me, I've never had one walk. Never. So, finally, I want to take a moment to, uh, where we're running out of time here, so we're going to take just one short moment to wrap this one up. When you give that contract, you've got all the pieces in your um, scope of work, and you want to establish your own value. You establish your own value with case studies. If you haven't created case studies in, if you will, old-fashioned sales sheets, do that. Do it for your own edification, and make sure you've got your talking points. We increased this guy's you know, sales rate by this, the volume of sales went up, the uh, price per sale went up, whatever it was that you did for other clients in similar industries, go for it, right? Once you've got a series of those, you'll know your talking points. You will never have to present them as papers, but you will have them as talking points during the course of presenting a proposal. We'll be back next week with an awful lot more information about contractual issues that we've opened the window on today and more info about establishing your value as you increase the size of your business. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach on webmasterradio.fm. You can pick up the uh, tapes of this show at webmasterradio.fm or through iTunes. We'll look forward to seeing you next week.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.